Let me find Rusty. Excuse me. Can we can we talk with Rusty? Is Rusty is Rusty in? <clears throat> Rusty Rusty Trail. <clears throat> Patreon read. Well, hello, hello, hello there. Well, hello there, friends. This here is Rusty Trail. I got a list of folks here. A little magic bird came through a portal. Gave me a list of names to read and think. I decided I'd take a break from bounty hunting and read them out into the into the void. Robert Andrews, Olga Krasik, Noreen Elizabeth. Thank you. Mike Hammond and Michelle Scott, Michelle B and Michael Pollard. Thank you. Jason Campbell, Heather Baird, David Forsey, Christopher Bruce, Chris Walsh, thank you, Cheryl Nash Browns, and finally Chelsea Dab Hilke, top of the list. Thank you all. Man, uh, that's the end of this here list. I'll hand it back to this magical bird. Off it goes. Tweet, tweet. No. Oh. Much obliged, y'all. We love you all very much. And uh, you try and keep a song in your heart and uh, dance in your heels. Farewell. Well, her crew is spread all over, from the ashes to the jungle. She's known by every cut purse from the trades down to the queens. She snuck right past the watch, and she robbed the molten coffers. Tell me where in the mocks is Shard Tea Leaf. After Bane Goldreath was assassinated in front of the crew, they headed to Brass's apartment in the jungle, Mox the Rain's agricultural ring, to lay low, lick their wounds, and try to get some information from the notes from Bane's desk. At first, the note from Shard seemed pretty vague, but after Brass used True Sight to see through its illusory script, they learned that Shard was with Buck, and that they had been trying to get out of the city and were being followed from the shadows, possibly by the Molten Watch. They hoofed it across the jungle to a new farming district, hoping to find Shard's cohort, coin dropping into a wishing well. They came up with the straightforward plan of asking for directions. Then they crouched in a field and argued over how many people should go knock on the door when they were spotted by a farmer. Not the highest stakes cliffhanger, but in Mox the Rain, you take what you can get. Stay tuned to find out if the crew gets a stern talking to on this episode of Bounty Blunders. So I'll, I'll be using the spell friends on this dwarf. Uh, hello there, there friend. <laughs> uh, very nice to see you. I am so glad that you were able to come out and meet us. I have a few questions for you. Uh, they, they better justify why you're sneaking around in my fields. Oh, well, we're here to, uh, to, to distribute some lovely prizes. There's been a, a random lot and you have been selected as well as one of your neighbors. Uh, and I'll reach into my trench coat and pull out the uh, silver coffer worth 500 gold. Cool. Do, uh, yeah, do a deception check. Where'd that go? Deception with. I'm trying to use the D&D roller. Dice roller? Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's really slow. The cutting edge of technology, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so with advantage, I got 11. Oh. Wow. It was both fast and effective. What a tool. 
(laughs) (laughs) So he kind of like looks over you and looks at this coffer and he's like, why did you come through the fields? Why not just come knock on the door? The road is long. I guess that's true. Uh, but he's like, you can yeah. see him looking let, at this we don't copper. Want, we don't want to let everyone know that these prizes are up for grabs. We're in and out before anyone can get jealous. Yeah, there have been some issues with uh, the uh, messengers getting attacked and robbed, so we're uh, we're uh, we're here as a protection. And his eyes kind of glance to the guns on your hip, and looks over at like Barnaby with this big sort of shield on his back and he's like you're pretty well equipped for lottery workers what do i have to do to win this prize nothing you've simply won the prize and i'm just hoping that you could point us to your neighbor who has also won the prize we're looking for a young tabaxi woman yeah a few tabaxi live around here guess the closest one would be uh old boots just lives down the road there and points over at uh, like two houses down and uh, I don't. It's not boots that we're looking for. No. We, we, uh, okay. Um, well, there's mittens. If you look down <laughs> that way, and then points the other way, and there's like three <laughs> houses down in the opposite direction. No, no. It, 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 it's not 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 mittens. Now, I I believe it was. Um, uh, 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 coin. It's it's no. Coin? I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm trying to like hush brass um, <laughs> as she tries to say the the name. No, no. Uh, it's, I think uh, who's the who's the other tabaxi down the road. Oh well, yeah. So that was that was Mrs. Mittens. Then there's Lieutenant Mittens. That's down behind the. <laughs> no, certainly not a mittens. Certainly not okay. a mittens. Not uh, a mittens please, at all. Just, just none of the mittens is all the boots. They're a big family. They've got a lot of farmland around here. I, I didn't think there'd be so many tabaxi here. Um, <laughs> God, this is actually pretty hard to win this offer. Uh, uh, let's see. There is uh, uh, scratched wood on the bottom of a prize table. That's <laughs> the. He's a bit of a. Bit of a loner lives uh, in that shack up on that little mound. Uh, well, you do remember I, I, I was I was asking about a, a female tabaxi. Oh yeah, yeah, that does narrow it down. Okay, um, uh, set up see. recently. Set up very recently. Have, haven't hasn't been hasn't had a farm here for long. Oh, you're talking about that wish woman. Oh, okay, well, uh, and you see yes. his expression darken. Uh, and where where might we find her? She won this too? God, I hate to be in the same lot as that one. Oh, I, I, uh, I'll happily take that back off your hands if you don't want, if you don't want it. Nah, 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 don't be so hasty. You've, you've darkened my day, sneaking through my fields and bringing up that hooligan. Yeah, sure. She lives uh, just up closer to the north side there. Actually, she's right about where that plume of smoke is. <sighs> and he points over a bunch of the houses and you see a single plume of smoke to the north. <laughs> Thank you for your help. And I'll turn and start dashing that direction. <laughs> uh, are you exiting down, <laughs> dashing down the road or back through the fields? It's... Direct line to the fire. Uh, well, yeah, uh, much obliged. Uh, b- blessings be upon your clan, uh, Rusty says in Dwarvish, and uh, dashes after um, Doug, yeah, the bounty okay. hunter. I think we're um, all going to run after that plume of smoke. Yeah. So you all, uh, you you're all running. I guess if you're trying to take the the best route there, you're like hopping fences, uh, running through a bunch of people's fields. You see a couple of people working those fields, sort of like, "Hey, stop! Get get out of here!" Like, and you do. You see a bunch of a bunch of tabaxi. Plus, you run over the mound past this little shack and an older tabaxi who is definitely scratched wood on the bottom of a prize table, <laughs> waving a cane at you as you as you run through. 
and it, it's a pretty like exhausting run in the heat uh so to sprint across here just everybody make a con save uh, anyone within 10 feet of me gets plus three yeah so you could all be running in a in a group you all have the same movement speed just about right i got plus 10 okay well if, if you want to run ahead then you can be you can be the first one there i got a dirty 20 six 14 six, okay 21 okay so uh just uh, 11 breath oh 11 uh, so Brass and Rusty, the two of you uh, are going to take a level of exhaustion as you just like sprint and jump fences just in this like wicked, humid heat. And you start to make your way up to this. You see a farm and you can see that the side of the building is pretty clearly on fire on the inside. There's a shattered window out the side and a plume of smoke coming out the shattered window. The plants here are like beautifully maintained it is a smaller plot of land than a lot of the other farms around but the plants here grow up easily over your head in the fields can i scan the surrounding area to just look for hooligans yeah make a perception check can i scan the surrounding area to look for animals uh yeah make a perception might check. be weaseling their way out i only got a 10 13 10. i'd like to look for like places where one could like set up shop to look at the property uh and hide at the same time you can do uh, you can do a perception check too i think barnaby is going to end up going right up to the house to see if anyone's stuck in the flames oh, uh yeah so you ooh, you go up to the front cool. door uh when you get closer you can hear fire coming from inside and you hear another smash oh oh, oh dear yeah uh, so there's no mm, andy knows to just barge through a door on a flaming building is bad news there's, there's a lot more flaming buildings in the D&D world, typically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just call out, um, yeah. Uh, anybody in there? Uh, anybody in there? And you don't get a response. Doug, you don't see anybody, like, skulking around. You do see, like, the neighbors uh, have sort of come to the edge of their fence, and they're looking in. Squeak looking for animals. You do see, you see a couple of birds in the area. And I think when you're tracking the birds, you actually see flying away, you can see an Aarakocra. As far as like looking for spots where somebody could be watching the house, rolled an 18. 18? Um, mm -hmm. The best place would be one of the neighbor's houses, mm -hmm. or not too far away are those warehouses, okay. uh, which you saw earlier and, and have already identified as a good place to look out over the farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squeakso starts, like, chittering at the birds and waving at them to try and get them to come down using my speech of the woods that I get as a circle of the shepherd druid. They can understand me and okay. can decipher their noises and motions. Uh, yeah, so then a couple of them do, like, break off from the pack that are flying around and fly hey, down hey, here. Hey, hey, did, did you see what happened here? Did anybody come or escape? Uh, and one of them is just like, it's hot! It's, it's so hot, hot here. It's awful. This is a terrible place to be. No, 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 no. That good hot. That this bad hot. Uh, side of house. Two people. In one very hot. Died? Think so. Okay, thanks. And then yeah, Squeak turns back to the group of you and says, ah, "There's two. There's still two people inside. The birds say it's very hot." Oh no. How how bad is this house on fire? Is this house like? Not super bad. It's okay. not like there is one side of the house that is like you, you can see smoke and flame licking out through the wood of the house on the inside, but it's not fully engulfed. Okay. Uh, gonna, the, and the smoke is coming out of a broken window. I'm going to barge in through the door. 
So you barge in through the door, you see this pretty small cabin. Over in the corner, you track as the corner that is completely on fire. Mm-hmm. You see there are two arrows in the wall, mm-hmm. and the arrows are just igniting the wood. Uh, and that wood is starting mm-hmm. to char and bubble and smolder like you saw on Bane. And you hear coughing coming from the kitchen. So in front of you, there's two doors. One of them leads into a bedroom. The door is open. And the other one is uh, doesn't have a door in the door frame, and it leads into the kitchen just ahead of you. Okay. The inside of the cabin is destroyed, like torn to pieces. There's broken tables. You can see that there is a sword uh, like dug into the floor on the ground next to you as soon as you come in. You can see a bit of blood, and like there's torn fabric on some of the broken furniture. Yeah, Barnaby goes immediately to the coughing. Um, oh... I got you, I got you. And uh, I'm just going to, yeah, straight to the coughing noises. So you see in the kitchen, a female tabaxi leaned up against the cupboards uh, with two arrows sticking out of her chest. Mm-hmm. And she is, you, you see the same thing. Her clothes are starting to smolder. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like field clothes, canvas working clothes. And yeah, she's leaned up against it. You can see that her ear is pierced with a couple of like diamond ear studs and she has her front like canine tooth is completely gold and she's leaned up against the counter you see her coughing and kind of like she grabs at one of the arrows and tries to pull it out and then winces in pain and goes limp up against the cupboards she passes out yeah i call out to uh to carnation to to come and and oh and then i uh oh this is this is going to hurt. Uh, uh, I'm really sorry. And I'm just going to yank those those arrows out. Okay. Uh, make a medicine check and a con save. And uh, Carnation actually flies in through the back door, which you can see was like a glass door that has been smashed. Okay. While that's happening, could I kind of run inside and start rifling around for papers? And she have like a, a desk or like a, a bedside table? In the In the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Can I help with that? Can I do a little investigation? Uh, yeah, if the two of you run in, one of you can make an investigation with advantage. Go for it. Uh, 21. You go through, like, the papers and you're flipping. The first thing that catches your eye is you pick up a very familiar note, which says exactly the same thing as it said to Bane in the same handwriting. It is the shorter version of the note, but you can see this one, the paper has magical runes scribbled on it. And when you sort of shift it in the light, you can actually see the illusory script this time. It looks like, even though Bane hadn't done it, Wish has deciphered the note. Oh, okay. And then I think you're, like, fiddling around with that note, and then a sort of feeling of smoke and heat hits the side of your face. And when you turn over some of the furniture while looking for more papers, you see there is uh, just a red sphere sitting on the ground and there's like a little ring of fire spreading around it and it's slowly like with the heat coming out of it sinking into the floor and starting to catch it on fire i'll cast mage hand Mm -hmm. and and try to pick it up it it floats a little bit off the ground it's pretty heavy for how it looks like you can feel Mm. that your mage hand is almost struggling to pick it up i'd like to look at it more closely yeah do an arcana check i get 18 Uh, on the med and 20 on the con save Okay, so you grab the arrow and start to pull it out, and you feel immediately your hands start to char Mm. and bubble like her body is. 
from where you pull the but and you do pull the arrow out and quickly throw it to the ground mm-hmm. and it actually i think takes a moment for you to like check in with Faluk to get over this feeling that's mm-hmm. coming over your hand yeah but you do you do remove the arrow yeah i'll uh Regroup, I guess, after the uh, after the sizzle, and uh, Carnation lands on the tabaxi and does like starts to kind of glow in like a bluish green sort of shimmer for a moment, and its spare the dying ability goes off. Okay, and uh, and stabilizes stabilizes the tabaxi. I'll just kind of stroke, I guess, the the fur a little bit and sort of brush some of the 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 singe off the clothes and be like, Ooh, we 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 got you. You're all, you're okay." And then I'll start looking around to see if there's anything else that I can help with. And what is what are the others doing? I guess Rusty pulls up out of breath. Well, out of uh, not breath, but exhausted. And kind of puts his hands on his knees and taking it all in. And um, uh, did, uh, did Barnaby bring Wish outside or is she still in the burning building? I, I've got her. Um, yeah, it's st- she's still in the burning building, but uh, the room she's in isn't burning, right? No, no, yeah, just no. the living room. And not like... Not a lot. It's these yeah. the 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 arrows don't seem to make things violently combust, uh, just slowly disintegrate. Mm. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll look around in the house. No, I, I, out in the yard. Okay, uh, do a perception. Critical fail. Uh, yeah, you can start to hear like there's farmers yelling. Wait, it's a twelve? Yeah, I got plus eleven God. perception. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, so you <laughs> actually you also see. In the distance now, pretty far away, this Aarakocra flying away. At first, it just looks like a bird, but you can tell it's quite a bit bigger and wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. That was my first clue. <laughs> <laughs> the tuxedo. I don't think that's but a regular yeah, bird. Yeah, sort of flying towards this big artificial sun that uh, hangs in the jungle. I would love to cast Conjure Animals to summon a mm-hmm. swarm of pigeons. The rats of the sky, okay. of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have them because I noticed that as well. Uh, have them chase or or, or or follow after that Aarakocra. They last okay. up to an hour. Um, so they yeah they take off and start flying off in that same direction. Yeah, I think then Rusty turns to Squeak and is like, "Yeah, yeah you saw that too. That could be our buck." Yeah, I mean that's my best guess. Would explain how we could get into that really tall tower from before. Or you think Buck uh, set the place ablaze? Not based on the notes that we. Why would he he warn them and then come and kill them? What'd you get on that invest uh, that uh, arcana? Five, five. You are looking at this sphere. You're sort of like turning it over with the mage hand, trying to get. And it is runic. You definitely know it's magic. Everybody in the house make a deck save. Ooh. And everybody outside the house make a deck save with advantage. Amazing. Nat twenty. Eleven. Eleven. Nineteen. Fifteen. Fourteen. Okay, so uh, everybody with a 15 and up passes. Everybody under. Is this an attack? This is, yes. So as you're turning this orb over in your hand, it explodes. Yeah. As a Uh, reaction, I would like to cast Absorb Elements. Yeah, okay. Uh, So it is fire damage. So you're going to get resistance to it. Everybody who got 15 and over, you're going to take half damage. It's 35 damage. The nat 20, uh, you can ignore all damage, Squeak. All right. But yeah, so you're like turning this over. You bring it like really close to your face and it explodes. Uh, so in the kitchen, Barnaby, the walls just splinter 
outwards. You are like thrown out that back shattered door. Brass, you're able to sort of swing your cloak around you and some of that heat gets absorbed into your body, but uh, still devastating explosion. Outside, the two of you, I think, are just thrown back into the garden as the entire house is destroyed by this eruption. Oh, there's a reason I didn't want to go in there. Bother. I think stunned by this and forgetting to speak out loud, you hear in your mind, Rust, uh, uh, Rusty, you hear, I'm still okay. All right, everyone, uh, get out, get out of there, God. All right, the body is sizzled now, or is it just back in death saves? Uh, you could go find out. I would like to do that. Yeah, okay. Barnaby picks himself up and, and sort of tries to pat out the bits of his shell he can reach that's smoldering. Incarnation is trying to do the same thing, but obviously isn't too successful. So the two of you take another three fire damage as you are, like, looking through the rubble. You, you move a bunch of the, like, shattered, burned, charred wood, and you see her underneath. You can do a medicine check if you want, <laughs> or you can make I an would like, easy assumption. I'm going to try and haul her body out of there, actually. Yeah, okay. Before doing anything else. I, I think probably with, with uh, Barnaby's help, the two of you drag her out the back pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah, you're sort of standing around the smoldering ruins of Wish's cabin. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna admit, this one's probably my bad. I recommended we wait, and I didn't recognize the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna recommend we hightail it out of here uh, before... Yeah, uh, po yeah post haste. This is a... Uh... It's a damn shame. But now we know that uh, the other parties involved are moving very quick. No more uh, no more sitting on our heels. I got eyes on the sky. Yeah, so those birds are making their way after the Eric Hakra. And you see them heading off. I don't picture pigeons being super rare. They're pretty rare, I think, in the jungle, but not in the city in general. Yeah. And uh, can you, like, see through them? Like, what's your connection with these birds? I can not... Because, of course, that was the spell I decided not to keep. They are friendly to me. They obey any verbal commands. They're they're just a, a big swarm of pigeons that are, are chasing it. And I don't know. I would assume that I have some sort of... I would assume that I have some sort of sense of where they are because I'm, I'm maintaining concentration to keep them in existence. Yeah, uh, and it's a, it's a swarm, too. So I'd say you could send them... Like, you could get one to break off if they, you mm -hmm. know, have your command. Um, so they do follow this Aarakocra across, and like as you're watching them sort of disappear into the distance, it doesn't seem like he's trying to avoid them, just that he's going as quickly as he can in that direction. Well, we have a heading if we want to go chase after that bird. And so this tabaxi is very obviously dead. <laughs> just do, to... do, do a medicine check if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, 14. 14, uh, I think, is enough to know that, yeah, this this was uh, this was quite a devastating explosion for someone who has already taken two arrows oh. to the chest. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I'm just sort of looking sadly over the tobacco. It's a pity none of us are clerics. Oh, oh, and um... <laughs> uh, while that's happening, I want to reach into a pocket of my trench coat and just uh, one after the other just take out a bunch of potions of healing and down them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll rip off one of the patches that is for... How many How many of those did you get? You got a bunch, right? Like 12? Actually, I didn't get that many. I, I have it twice, I think. So I've got but it's four each, so four eight, each. right? So I'm, I'm yeah. use, 
probably gonna use four right now. Yeah, um, Bar Barnaby, um, you can kind of see Barnaby sort of leaning over the tabaxi and like talking um, with uh, with Carnation and then sort of frown and the shoulders kind of droop again. But he'll sort of pick himself up and be like, Does it, is anybody else really hurt? Uh, that, that was a, that was a rough explosion. I I've I've been better. <laughs> oh, let me give you a hand here, and I'll uh, lay a claw on your shoulder, and I'll heal you for. Uh... Oh, actually, hold on. I think I might be okay after those four healing potions. Oh, okay. You you're I'm all, slow you at math. Though. You seem all right. Yeah, Rusty <laughs> is now looking around. He's like, we uh, we gotta go. We have really overstayed our welcome here. Uh, say we vamoose. Yes. And uh, starts uh, walking. He he walks uh, briskly. Back into the into the fields where we uh, we came through. We want to go after the yeah, Arakaka, th th though. This That's way, this way. So are, are you going to take, like, right. the, the roads and the fields? I think we're going to go as the crow flies. So that Ooh. would be straight across the fields. Yeah. Does it look like there's a bunch of angry farmers who would get in our way if we did that? Uh, not angry, but terrified. They're not going to get in your way, but there are a bunch of people, like, all those neighbors who were out sort of calling out, asking what was happening, are now, uh, like, screaming. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that they're, a bunch of them are digging uh, buckets out and they've run to a well and are starting to run over to try to put out the remaining fire. They're sort of running across the fields with buckets of water. Uh, Too late to stop what? this. Do we need to get rid of that body? No, nothing to do with us. Time. They'll have traditions that they'll want to see done with this, I, I imagine. All right. I'll lead the way, Squeak. Yeah, and yeah, yeah Squeak starts uh, taking off the fields Every, everyone's following across the field i think yeah. so yeah Barnaby yeah. trailing behind with his lousy deck so as you're making your way through the fields you do start to hear more and more people like coming out onto the roads more people coming down to help join the fire brigade a couple of like horses ride past you really quickly and you can see in front of you there's like a a larger building with a fountain outside and on either side of the fountain are two of these forearm metallic statues and with all of the commotion and the smoke, as you're running up towards them, they start to move. Their arms sort of unfold, and they step up, and you see two ticks animate and start running towards you. Quick, there's a fire that way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they start running past you. Uh, make a persuasion check. Can I, can I help them by... Uh... Uh, excitedly pointing. <laughs> Please do. How would you How would you convince them more that there is a fire? Ooh, look at where the smoke is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my God! It went from a three to a fifteen. Thank 15. goodness for smoke. Yeah, Barnaby, when you're pointing. The two, uh, well, one of the ticks actually just continues running directly past you as you yell that. Um, mm -hmm. They look at you for a second and very quickly take in that information and keep running. Uh, the other one stops abruptly in front of Barnaby hmm. and says, you, you again. again. I'm afraid you've got me at a bit of a disadvantage. I have you at the scene of a second explosion within a few hours. Oh, oh what other, oh, that explosion. I don't yes. know anything about that one. You may have forgotten the explosion at the casino, and now a second one, just a few levels above. Mm. I'll need you to remain here as reinforcements arrive. We will have questions for you. I'm going to cast a Suggestion. Okay. Can you cast that on Constructs? Ooh, can I? Let's find out. 
<laughs> I think Squeak, seeing that Burnaby has gotten caught up by this construct, is just like, turns and it's like, well, that's one problem solved, and just keeps going. <laughs> no, yeah, so you would not be able to. It is immune to charm. So you, you cast a spell and it, it says, please do not attempt to modify my mind. It is of a higher construct than yours. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, is it just the one that has stayed behind? Have the others run off towards the fire? Yeah, there was only one other one in this area, and it had, it continued running to the fire. Well, how about you help your friend, and we can talk about this after. Uh, Squeak, I guess if you're going to try to run away from it, just make a stealth check. Oh yeah, no problem. That is a 26, and it has disadvantage on any perception checks to see me. Oh, cool. Thank you, Cloak okay. of Help and Kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you very easily just run right into, as it's, like, occupied trying to convince Barnaby to not cast spells on it, you run into the into the brush and uh, disappear. Yeah, it, it it is no longer, like, responding to your questions. It's just standing and watching you. Uh, all of its arms are just sort of at its sides at the ready. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think Rusty, Rusty walks up to Barnaby and is like, Well, Barnaby, I guess... Uh, this is it. There's, uh, there's no running from the ticks once they got a lock on you. Uh, we might have to let the law know a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, oh. I guess so. Rusty uh, puts puts Pop's cigarette in his mouth and lights it and just kind of like looks off and is just like got his arms crossed as the, uh, the nice kind of potpourri smell of his cigarettes kind of... Somebody should probably follow the Aragokra, though. I am going to cast Hold Monster on the tick. Okay. Uh, so it can make a wisdom save. You reach out again to try to grab this creature, and it turns and says, This will be considered your strike too. If you continue to try to attack me with spells, I will have no choice but to subdue you. It's completely immune? To paralyzed, yes. Cool. Wow. Can you come with us? You will remain here. Well, if here is where you are, could you just come with us and then we stay here? You will remain here. There's no talking with them once they're uh, set on something. We are uh, stuck in this here bucket of syrup. Well, he only wants me, somebody, to go after the Aarakocra. Yeah, my friend, uh, are we free to go? Uh, or are you only interested in our portal friend here? You will all be cleared. By a sergeant when they arrive. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Can I What's ask, would we know if the ticks are like, if they have individual minds or like a collective mind or something like that? Because you would definitely, even if you didn't know ticks at this point, this is definitely a different tick. Uh, this one has like vines and stuff growing over it from long periods of inactivity. It has, it has been taken a little bit by the jungle. It may not be instantaneous, but they can definitely communicate over distance mm. what's the surrounding area like are there any like uh large structures that would break line of sight so you are like on the roads like you've you've sort of jumped a bunch of fences and come out onto the roads you've been running east but you're still on the northern part of the forests um so the best place like there are there are definitely houses around that would break line of sight and the jungle itself is pretty close because you've just sort of been running along the edge of it after this aerocopter Carnation um, is going to flutter out of uh, its little birdhouse on my back and just 
kind of head towards um, the, the crowd of pigeons? Because I don't think I saw the Aarakocra, but I, I heard you guys talking about the pigeons. So it's going to go after those and, and see if we can get a beat. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's quite a bit behind now, but... I'm uh, going to go say in uh, Rusty and Brass's mind, I suggest you start running now. Brass would like to um, try and like drop down into the field and um, get out of sight before running. Rusty's going to reply, you better, you best consider uh, the consequences of these actions. Uh, how much is this worth to you? Because there's no, uh, there, 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 there'll be no them forgetting this. It's worth 100,000 gold and the wishes of my master. So that means everything. Start running. I think you might be on your own here. And Rusty's just like got his arms crossed and kind of looks off. I'm going to wait and see if what Brass does. Brass is trying to hide in the grass. She hasn't said anything to attract attention to herself, so she's going to try and like drop out of the way and uh, crawl through the... So then I'm going to get the people who are involved in this to roll initiative, because if you dive into the grass, he is yeah. going to try to get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question from the grass? The You said that the, the plants and stuff have like grown into him and uh, like all around him. Does it seem like the plants are part of the ticks here or no, it's just grown on him? OK, yeah, the, the jungle here takes everything that is not moving. That's a 16, 8, 10, 9. I've got Nine. a 12. First is brass. So I guess I'm doing the getting out of sight thing. Yeah. So you dive into the grass. It is going to reach out and try to grab you as a reaction, but misses. So you can, I assume you have some sort of rogue thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a 17. Yeah, so you, you like dive into the grass on the off to the side of the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the, all the plants are like shoulder length high, so it's pretty easy to sort of skirt in under them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I'll get some distance from the tick. Okay, still heading in the same direction that the Aarakocra was going? I think so, yeah. Okay, so then it is the tick's turn. It, it just says, I'm being given authorization to subdue you. Says to who? Uh, just generally. Because the rest of us have just been stood here. Yeah, okay. and it's not like, it is currently, you see, looking in the grass for brass. And does not see her and doesn't move. Just sort of stays right there and is turned and like looking in that direction. So, Barnaby, it is your turn. All right. Oh, dear. And I'll uh, lay a hand on my own chest, and I'm going to heal myself up for, uh, I guess, 24. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to try a persuasion check to see if, if we can arrange to, to meet it at, at its, like, main station. So, I know you have a job to do, and um, that's a very important job. And, and instead of, you know, watching us, uh, why don't... You do that job, and we meet you at the station uh, right away. What about that? And really try to be as charming as my tortoise face can be. (laughs) Okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Um, Dirty 20. Yeah. He does not respond, just still, like, looking in the grass. Mm, That's my turn. So, Rusty, it is your turn. Rusty's just going to say to the tick, I'm a bounty hunter working within the rule of law. On a job, and I am uh, cooperating. He's gonna dodge, I guess, and okay. maybe 
take a couple steps away from it. Yeah, as you, as you sort of step away, its head like whips towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you don't run, it doesn't come after you. Squeak. So Squeak would have been running a while through this cornfield before realizing that absolutely nobody else had <laughs> broken off and followed him. So I'm just going to take my turn kind of like cycling back to the group. So yeah, I'll say that like by the end of your turn, if you sort of dash back, uh, you'll be able to sort of see them. If you poke out onto the road, you can see the, the tick looking through the bushes on the side, just sort of moving them, but also trying to stay close with the rest of these people. And Doug, it's your turn. I want to take one quick step to uh, Barnaby's other side so that I'm a little bit further away from Rusty and put both hands on Barnaby. And in your mind, Barnaby, you just hear, let's go for a little trip. And I'm going to cast Thunderstep and uh, (laughs) teleport with Barnaby 90 feet. And I would like to, yeah, put us like into the undergrowth of the forest where we might be able to start like kind of hiding so then both of you can make a stealth check with disadvantage because you literally explode into that space right no i explode away from this space and then appear oh, okay. in the other one. Oh, good so we attack him with some damage first oh and yeah then yeah. we flee yeah. oh great exactly. good. So he takes uh he takes 35 thunder damage oh we're gonna Jeez. die so oh, no. whoa we're just gonna uh, con, die. con save con save 15 an 11 uh so it fails taking 35 thunder damage Okay. Doug would kill me. That's this is fitting. <laughs> so you see that boom and Barnaby and Doug both disappear from that space. You see the tick take a step forward as this wave of energy hits its back and it turns back and you see it just it looks around and then stands perfectly still for a second and then all of its hands sort of reach outwards and you can see that there are remnants of these statues where they were uh, where they were like <laughs> poised up and it uh, its hands just sort of fall off and then get magnetized back to those statues and then two axes and two maces spin off of the statues and attach to all four arms and it looks at I guess who's left just just rusty. Just rusty. Just rusty. Uh, and it says, it just says, remain here. And it is going to sprint into yep. the, uh, into the field. Cool. So, um, we squooed. Barnaby and Doug make a stealth check. I got a 17. I got a 13. It is like running around and it is just sort of spinning. Its arms are spinning and just cutting down. Oh all around it uh, with these axes and the two maces are held up in front of it Four attacks. Uh, and it, it says surrender now lethal tactics have been authorized Ooh. Ooh. Oh, is it going God, in the direction we should surrender are we still in initiative or sorry you are not it is sort of spinning and cutting down bushes but it does it doesn't seem to be heading in the right direction it rolled a nine on its perception oh wow so uh, it's going to keep looking for you, but you have quite a bit of distance between it now uh, with those stealth checks. I'm going to, again, in, in Barnaby's mind, just say, let's keep moving. Oh, if you know what you're doing, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear, you just hear like, maniacal laughter in your mind. Oh, yeah. and while we teleported, I think for just a brief instant, like, not really enough to really know for sure if you saw it, but for a brief instant, you were surrounded by an infinite number of eyes 
darkness right. and eyes staring at you, and then back to this reality. So just enough to leave a sort of unconscious impression that'll come up in dreams and it'll take me so long to figure out why I'm having these dreams. Exactly. Okay, cool. That's great. Good that old sounds Barnaby. fun. So Rusty, you're still just standing in the road? Yeah, Rusty okay. um, sits down, takes a cigarette out of his mouth and lets it kind of drape over his, uh, his leg as he's kind of sitting. He's sitting like half cross-legged with one tucked in and one leg like up. And he's got his uh, arm rested on his knee with the cigarette kind of dangling. And he's just uh, kind of looking off. And he's like, this job was supposed to be quick and easy. <laughs> uh, and you see three ticks run past you towards the fire. Yeah, as they uh, run past, it, Rusty kind of nods at them. <laughs> and all three of them, as they run past, just say, remain here, remain here, remain yeah. here. Yep, yep. Uh, and then <laughs> puts a cigarette back in his mouth and he's just, I ain't going nowhere. And, and then uh, behind them, yeah. uh, coming around the corner, you see a dwarf in a sort of gray trench coat and a hat with a shiny badge on the outside of his coat. And you recognize him as Lieutenant Iron Gauntlet. He sort of comes around the corner and says, well, well, rusty trails. Uh, and then looks over at the the tick who's out in the field, just still spinning and cutting down <laughs> all sorts of brush trying to find everybody. And he's like, hey, stop that. You're going to end up giving the whole precinct a gift basket of fruit that we're going to have to pay for. Get out of there. We'll find them. There's nowhere for them to go. Our Rusty. friend here is going to be nice and helpful as well. Isn't that right, Rusty? Of course, Lieutenant. You know, uh, I'm always looking to do a do good turn for a uh, fine dwarf. Blessings be upon your clan, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, all right, Rusty. And he comes and takes a seat down in front of you, sort of crouches, and he's like, tell me what happened here. Oh, well, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Mox the Rain side quest. Not too much to say this week, so I'm going to keep it short. We've got about two or three more of these Mox the Rain side quests to do. Recording from a distance has been really, really strange, but I think we have the major kinks worked out of it. So we're going to be back to the main story in a couple more weeks after this side quest is all wrapped up. Playing side characters is definitely a blast, but I think we're all pretty excited to get back to the main story. I hope you are too. And so with that, I'll leave you to go back to whatever you were doing before you started listening to this. If you're listening to this a year from now and you're binging us, I hope you're going to listen to like 50 more episodes after this. And it's so weird to talk to you from the past. Anyway, as always, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>